The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I and where are you? Can you imagine like, his head <laughs> I being inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi <laughs> Tsuchiya. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little, like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. I think we should do something different. For introductions, whatever you want, but just not the normal thing. Are you ready? Lane, is that too much for you? Yeah, I can't. I, I think can't. you can do it. I don't think I can. I think you can. I'll go with the flow. Let's okay. see what you got. Let's see what you got. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. Warren here. Shimmelima ding dong. Art over here in the his house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not we're not old. <laughs> I got a riz, son. No no cap. Art over here in his house. <laughs> No I'm, I'm, uh, you got mad ribs, son. I don't think I'm that fly. Was... You know, I wear my baseball cap sideways. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> I, I like how we, uh, my favorite thing of that whole my hello uh, fellow kids is how he's holding the skateboard from the truck like this. <laughs> the whole thing is amazing. If you don't know, this is the uh, Steve Buscemi uh, <laughs> meme or whatever you want to call it. Is it a GIF? Is it a meme? Is it a viral? Viral video. It's a movie. It's a, a movie. I've heard of movies. It's like a movie. Well, welcome, welcome to Driving While Awesome. Um, this is a podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. Let's get right into it, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, we're we're, do, we're doing it. We're doing it live. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Please do it. subscribe, though. That is that is a thing that uh, is beneficial and helpful. You get to see when our latest episodes are up, but also hey. it helps. You know. Us. The, the rhythms, the algorithms. Hey, the write rhythms. a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you don't even have to. Those write. are the only ones we care about. You don't even need to write a review. Just give us, you know, some five stars. stars. Five stars is that the highest? Whatever the max stars are. Yeah, and yeah, all the stars. Keep moving on. I like it. Uh, last week we left off with some questions to be answered. We can oh, get to those. I forgot you, about that. I'm surprised you remember. I know it's not easy. Um, do you have any? Uh, Anything else before we get into questions? Some uh, recent updates, some project car updates, some anything jumping out of you? I have, I have, I have one. I'll go for it. What were you saying? No, I have nothing. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I have a um, a mysterious one. Uh, uh-huh. So on on the Cayenne, the right rear tire um, keeps dropping three psi and stays there. And, uh, and it's been a few months of doing this and I'm just like too lazy to like, go, like, go get it tested anywhere for like pressure tested, I guess. I don't know what the heck you do. And then yeah. uh, spray bump, spray, uh, uh, liquid soap. At no, it they would just, they would just dunk it. You put it in a dunk tank and look for bubbles. And yeah. Then- so it, it, no, 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 um, nothing that I can see visually where I've spun, I looked around the wheel. There's nothing in it. No, no, uh, shards of any kind. No, uh, um, uh, 
you know, screws, inter- interesting, <laughs> interesting nails or what was it? What was that? I forgot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a funny debate with a friend of ours who's apparently a pilot. I don't really believe that, but he was claiming that, uh, there can't be any glass left on the jet center at Motorlux. Um, they can't have any glass left on the tarmac because it'll pop the tires of the planes. Okay. And <laughs> what I know, the limited amount of, I know about huge plane tires. Or just tires in general. Pretty strong. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. Planes are heavy. They yeah. land with a shit ton of force. Yeah. Um, they have a long lifespan. Yeah. Glass, I don't think, is really doing anything. I think you're smashing into a piece of glass yeah, and it's just pulverized. Unless you're perfectly standing it up and supporting then, it with strength. Even and then, I think those tires are like Kevlar reinforced, just badass, expensive tires. They're going to yep. smash right through it. I mean, ideally, you're not going to like land on a, a bed of glass, but... Uh, you know. Well, I think a bed of glass would probably be better than one sharp shard sticking up. <laughs> like a bed of glass would just be like gr- gravel. Yeah, I just um, think the glass we were talking about is like um, wine glass. Wine glass. It was. We're it, not yeah, talking about like, like paper a, thin. You know, a huge mug of uh, thick glass. Yeah. Although um, F1 cars, the carbon fiber <laughs> can stuff, shoot like, through. It but, really. But carbon fiber is strong. I mean, that's it, a, it is, a, it's strong, man. Yeah. It's very strong. Yeah. And it's very sharp. And it's very sharp. Um, glass is, but also to be pretty sharp. Formula One cars. <laughs> glass um, is pretty sharp. It's pretty sharp, but it also <laughs> turns to dust pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, what about quarters? You can stick those to tires on a Formula One. You can One. actually. Indy if car? you're good, if you're good. I know. If you're good. I think, was it quarters or nickels or dimes? Was it quarter? I don't know. Probably a Euro coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't Euro. It was the US. That was an IndyCar, baby. That's right. right. Where was that, though? What what course? I don't. It was a street course. Was it it Vegas? Oh, was it Vegas? What? A Vegas street course in the future? It wasn't a street course that that happened. That was a track, right? I don't even I don't know. Know. It, was it was a street course for sure, but I don't know can where you tell it was. What can you tell the people what we're talking about? Uh, drive? Driven. 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 Sylvester Stallone, that one girl <laughs> with big lips, and the one guy. Lisa Renna? <laughs> the one guy? Or, uh, You're on it. Rena? Renna? Uh, anyways, he's, uh, you know, like, comes back from retirement, sort of, to, yeah, yeah. to race, and... Uh, he throws down some quarters, nickels, maybe Euro coins on the racetrack yeah. on, a, on a slow lap. He just kind of flicks them out. Yeah. And then on his fast lap, he picks them all up with a sticky rubber. Yeah, yeah. Because he has such precision in his such driving precision. that he can like... And this is also where the uh, manhole cover flips up and the girl's skirt flips Different up. Scene, Different scene. Because that's when he, he goes AWOL and he ends up driving it to the event they're going to that night. Oh, and, I like it. And he, and he goes over the manhole. Yeah, he goes over the manhole cover and he flips the girl like Marilyn Monroe style, flips the girl's dress up. Yeah. Uh, really cool scene in a movie. No repercussions. Just no, driving well, his car. Of course not. And then, of course, there's the, the wife or the ex-wife yelling at him to drive faster on the radio. <laughs> so it's a good scene. Hey, man. Whatever works. Motivation, you know? Yeah. F1 turned that movie down. Imagine <laughs> that. Huh? Shocker. And yeah. that was before they were all just up Hollywood's butt. Yeah. Well, yeah, now they maybe wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe they would because they think they're so cool. Too cool for school. Um, 
Any Formula One news? I'm not following it. I know Lane's kind of into this stuff. I am. Anything we should be aware of? Any driver's changes? I haven't seen any, like, real real news. Yeah. They announced, like, some team principals because good old, what's his name, left good old, what's Alpha (laughs) Tauri. Oh, Otmar? No. No. Otmar wasn't there. It's um, good old, what's his name? But anyways, they announced some of that stuff, but, yeah, anyways. They're not uh, like, they're like names, you know. Yeah. So they're still yep. far away from silly season. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The F1 TV app, uh, there's some good tech talks right now for like, I think it's five or six like significant historical vehicles. Um, I saw the first one for the first turbocharged Renault, uh, which is a good one. And then there, the second one is on the first semi-automatic uh, gearbox, which was the Ferrari 640 from 1989. Um, and that car is pretty cool. Um, it was actually a really good car. Unfortunately, it had a tremendous mm, amount of like, it, had, it had a lot of reliability issues, Art. Yep. So I don't it, know if you can car, call a car that can't finish a race that good. No, but Nigel Mansell did win in it. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, it was a really good car, but it had a lot of reliability issues with the gearbox. And you know what's yeah. really shitty is that it wasn't even a mechanical failure. It was yeah. all electrical, which of course it would be, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was little electrical gremlins that ended up like causing that car to DNF a ton of times. And it continued on into the 90 season, which was one that the car was competitive and like it went down to the last race. Um, but if Alan Prost didn't have any reliability problems, he would have easily swept the field um, and he would have won that championship. But, um, and it was, as you no, he it went down to the last race and Senna drove him off at the first turn at Suzuka. Um, and there were no repercussions. Speaking of repercussions, like he Senna just pulled went on to win Schumacher the before Schumacher. That's right. He pulled the like what Schumacher did on Damon. Was it Damon, Damon Hill? Or no, yeah. was it jo- Jack Felnuve or was it Damon? I forgot. I learned it from watching you, okay? That's oh, yeah. What, I mean, learned it from you. That's what Schumacher was saying. Just, just I learned Senna. it from you, Dad. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, We'll look for a Formula One talk in the future, but until then, question time. Uh, this is from last week where we're going to wrap up a few questions here and then move on to this week. Uh, D Philly or D P H one L L Y says, uh, this is more of a camping wall. Awesome question. Actually a slide in camper. So four wheel camper, et cetera, or a basic fiberglass camper shell and build out your own setup. And why mm. weekend warrior type situation, not a full time living setup. All right. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot because my truck needs a camper. And um, as sexy as these slide in four wheel camper pop up, you know, your your six packs, your camper setups get they're heavy. They rattle. They leak. Uh, they're, they're kind of a pain in the ass and they're very expensive. Like, Do they leak a lot? The older ones, because they should be better, right? Because they they're like in incl- they're all one oh, piece. Yeah. So the type that you can also get people like basically restore them are these <laughs> six pack campers, those little like fiberglass sided. Yep, they look like yep. corrugated fiberglass, yeah, yeah. and the corners start to leak oh, and the imagine, seals. Yeah. yeah. But then people go through them and and they fix them. But you know, the other ones are pop up roof with awnings and all this stuff that yeah. can rip and leak. They rattle. Um, they're they make noise on the highway. There's a lot of like. There's not a perfect solution. I've realized, but I'm all for like the most basic setup and just keep it as basic as you can, unless you're using it a ton. Um, the other thing I'll say is these four wheel campers. They do 
you can get the legs, the stilts for them and slide them in and out of the truck whenever you want, but you have to have a good place to keep them. That's still a pain in the butt. And then you end up not using it, right? Like it's hard enough to uh, pack you your stuff. Never taking it off or never putting it back on. Exactly. And I think keeping it on all the time is silly. The trucks don't oh, handle yeah. well. They're, you know, they're 500 pounds to start with. Then you put all your stuff in it and the truck starts to get How's that work? Heavy. You need like helper springs and stuff. And then, yep. yeah, yeah, all that. And then you start to get, you know, if like you're driving a lot of windy roads like we do, um, that's a pain. The truck just feels unwieldy and um, doesn't stop as well and eats tires For and sure. all that stuff. So I think you go as lightweight as you can get away with. There's some good fiberglass camper shells that have like a little more clearance they like don't kind look of a, that cool like, but yeah they kind of they have to hump up they bubble up which don't look as good but you need that really kind of need it because the thing is with a truck bed it's like pretty shallow yeah unless yeah. you're just using it like <laughs> straight up sleeping exactly every three months you go overnight camping and it's not a big like in and out all the time but yeah. if you're using it a lot you got that you need a little ground or a height some head clearance there so yeah, that's the best I can say. Not There's not a perfect solution. I've been down this road quite a bit lately. In fact, I was just looking at camper shells with our buddy Jared for my truck, and they are really hard to find. So the Tundra was a unique bed length and, and width, and uh, they change throughout the years. So there's not a lot to choose from. And then the ones that are available for my truck, they're 25 years old now. Or Tundra 20. got full size with the next one? They're full size, but the bed is kind of weird. But you, you know, didn't get full size with the next edition? I thought they, they matched the They're all six the and a half stuff. foot, but it doesn't match like a Ford or Chevy bed. Mm. It's slightly different. And uh, then the access cab to the um, the four-door is different size as well. So Let's make all beds the same again. <sighs> Seriously, dude. Seriously. And I knew, I knew that going into it, that was kind of a thing. There's only one... I think there's one company that still makes a new fiberglass shell for the first gen Tundra and it's not the style that I really want. Mm. So it's like, and they're so expensive, like 3,500 bucks, four grand for a fiberglass shell. Yeah. It's crazy. But these, like what he's describing, these slide in four wheel campers, they're, they're 20 grand, 25 grand. And that's the one that has the stilts on it, right? That you basically, yeah. you can prop it up and then drive the truck away. And it has an actual um, floor. Yep. And you, in there would be like, some have a sink and a fridge and a microwave and all that and a little bed and a dinette. And some can even go to the point of having a bathroom, but that's, I would never do that. They're like little pods. Yeah. And I, they're I nice. I like those ones. Um, I like the like outdoorsy kind of like aluminum frame. Yeah, you're thinking like Alu Cab. Alu Cabs are pretty rad. There's quite a few now, and um, there's more and more coming. Like those um, just feel like if you're gonna go with that kind of thing, like they have a better look. I think. Yeah. If you're gonna go with that kind of like popped up top looking thing, the other one is that's really popular and way more accessible is Go Fast Campers GFC, and they're the ones that pop like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't pop straight up, and if you want the straight up pop, it's a hiatus. Um, which are rad, but they're very expensive. And I think the lead time right now is like a year or something to get one. Mm. So even if you want one, it's not like you can just, you know, go check them out. They're, they're all made custom and yeah, but those are cool because they have hard sides and it pops straight up. So you get, it's a really usable space, yeah, that's nice. but, um, pricey. So, yeah, I think you need to pop some kind of like feature that doubles the height basically it's nice to at have. least very nice to have yeah the the slide in thing though like like let's how what's the, the the um the time it takes to like get it on and off i don't think it's that bad but you do have to have like a really level place to keep it 
um, which for my setup, like at my house, I have a steep driveway and I just don't have that set. I, I considered it, but there's really no good way to do it at my place. So yeah, you just, I'm just wondering like at the campsite as well, right? Because if you drive to the campsite, if you could just leave it like, you know, that that's pretty ideal. Right. And you can use your rig to go into town and stuff. Totally. I think um, you could do that, but the, once they're in, they're pretty, pretty secure and easy to drive around with. Um, but if you're doing long-term, like if you're going to be at your campsite for two weeks or something, yeah, I would say you'd want to unload it. Otherwise just like might as well cruise with it on. But then you have all the stuff in there. Your kitchen is all, you have to put it all away. If you're driving, you have your just stuff, just junk, go minimal, junk. go as minimal as you can. That's all I can say. Uh, hazmat surf says, what is the best car related advice you've ever received? I always think of this one that I got, uh, and it was actually during driver's ed back in 1995. Um, our, the instructor was just some like old grizzled veteran who was doing this just for a side job. He would like have us drive him to errands and stuff. Yeah. You in live a, in Capitola, that guy? In a Dodge Aries. I don't know where he lived. Mm. Uh, so I had to go to the guy's house and pick up his mail once. We went to him. like Long's Drugs and got his prescriptions. This guy lived right next to uh, good old Phil, Philip. Nice. Um, yeah. So anyways, but he, he always said, um, always leave yourself an out, meaning in traffic mm -hmm. or at least think about where you're going to go if the car in front of you slams on the brakes or if a car flies up next to you on the side. Like you always have a place to go. And I've, I've kind of kept that. I think it's just like second nature now, but as a young driver, that was one of those pieces of advice that, that helped. I don't know if there's anything you guys got as a young driver. Um, then there's a bunch of maintenance related stuff that I've obviously yeah, picked up. I've actually, I've had a similar answer for this question in the past, but it's, I think I'm, I'm thinking more automotive centric, like car specific, but, but, um, but to answer the question with a similar one, um, is when you pull up, when you stop behind a car, make sure you can see the bottom of the rear tires Oh yeah, for that's that exact a good reason. And, and so, and I, that stayed with me forever. I still, to this day, you know, because same thing, the car in front of you breaks down, whatever reason, now you, you can get around them easily. Right. Um, yep. and otherwise you, 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 you have to back up and that's or if they back ideal. up for some reason, some idiot reason, but you at least have a little buffer to honk your horn or something. And if you're right under their bumper, there's no, you have no room for error. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, I mean, it's one that I guess we've, we preach quite a bit and, um, it is, it is something that, you know, I don't know if we, where we picked it up from, but, um, you know, it, it always get the best example that you can afford of whatever oh, it is that you're looking for. Right. So, and, and instead yeah. of like, yeah, that's one thing. And for, for obvious reasons. Right. So, and never buy a that, car sight unseen. Right. Art. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 kind of learning my lesson on that one. <laughs> that, are you zero for three or what is it now? <clears throat> yeah, well, it's been hit or miss, you know. I mean, my my skyline, <laughs> oh. my skyline sight and scene was a phenomenal example, one of the nicest ones around. That's true. Um, that is true. But, you know, but it was from a very reputable place that would uh, could be held accountable. <laughs> you know, and had like a they, ton they, of good photos, yeah. right? Yeah, and they helped me import it. So, but like. I mean, even then, you know, we, we hear about this all day long, right? Like on the, on the, on these auction platforms, regardless of which one it is, even with all the photos, it's it, unless you get to see it yourself or have like someone go look at it, like stuff's going to come up. Right. Um, and it's just the way it works. But, um, yeah. I think, um, it kind of goes, yeah, it's whenever possible, 
you know, have either see, go look at the car yourself or have someone that you really trust that you're aligned with, because even just a PPI is not going to reveal stuff that you're, you know, particular about or that you care about, like if they're going to look at, you know, mechanicals and shit like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lane, anything come to mind? I don't really have any. Like, you taught yourself how to drive, yeah, right? Yeah, basically. And but I did. And I was you've, driving very young. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there's always the, like you were told, you know, people would always say, look ahead, right? And I mean, I think that's a, you know, for a new driver, that's a huge Oh, that's actually good one I got thing. too was um, related to getting car sick was always look as far down the road as mm, you can see, like yeah. keep an eye on the horizon. Yeah. Those are little tips. So you're uh, not seeing the movement. My, <laughs> my friend in high school, his first car was a... Eddie Bauer, Ford Bronco, OJ Bronco. Okay. Nice one. Lifted. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a very cool car. And um, his mechanics advice, and I was there for some reason telling him how to like drive the truck and stuff and what to do with it. He said, uh, always be rolling the car forward or backwards when you're turning the steering wheel. Don't do like a parallel parking job and just crank the wheel while the thing's still. You'll burn out the power steering pump or the rack. And I was like, oh. Such an American car thing. Of course. But that's a heavy car. It had big old knobby tires on it and a lift and stuff. And uh, so that always kind of stuck with me. And I think we do that naturally now. You're not... In a modern car, you might not care. But in an older car, I kind of do roll a little bit with it. Uh I don't know. If you can avoid it. I mean, it makes it easier. Yeah. Even if you don't have power steering Some people just whatever. crank yeah. on that stuff. Like they don't think yeah, about yeah. that at all. Yeah. And even if you're just moving slightly, like the wheel has a little uh-huh. rotation to it. Yeah. Uh, as you're turning. I don't yeah. know. Might not matter. Might not be anything. Who knows? Uh, Chris Minning. Minig. Sorry, Chris. He says, howdy, y'all. Are you looking forward to any vehicles turning 25 this year and becoming importable? R34, right? Everyone's talking about that. But That's, I don't have any on my list. No, I'm not really the type. I mean, Art's the only person I even really know that has seriously imported a car. Uh, yeah. As opposed to jokingly? <laughs> well, Trivially. I mean, I know people that have done it, but like as far as friends go, I don't, I can't think of anyone else that's gotten one for their own use. I mean, um, Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Clark, I guess so. Yeah. But those those are already all twenty five year, I guess. Uh, they're already old, they were older cars, right? Like nothing oh, new ish. New, I mean twenty five years, yeah. Yeah. What uh, what else is on the list? I don't even know what's coming. Like, that's the thing is, yeah. Like I'm not paying attention to what's just about to turn, right? Like, what year is that right now? <laughs> 20, 2008? 90, 99? 99, dude. I don't even care. Like, yeah, yeah I was. I don't think I'm aware of anything like. I'm wait. I'm still waiting for uh, Renault Clio V6. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, but we'll both get one. You both won't get them because they're gonna be. Yeah, they're, 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 they're so already, I know it, it's gonna be. I know it's like Skyline R34 status, right? Like we have to buy it now, and it has to sit in a warehouse until we can import it. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, the the one that I'm very interested in, and I really really like is um, the Evo Five and Six. But you know, you can get those now, right? So like the Evo Five is available. Um, and those are super cool cars. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, I guess, I guess the Tommy Mackinnon might be a 99. Oh, that's what I was going to um, ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, cool. I think the Tommy, I think the Tommy Mackinnon V uh, six is a, is, um, 
Is a 99, so yeah, that would be one. Did they make those in left-hand drive anywhere? Yeah, we got them. I mean, uh, what's his name's is? Is it? Avitza's. It is? Left-hand drive? That's cool. Yeah, 6.5, right? Yeah, those. Yeah, the six point five. Yeah, those are super cool cars. Um, those are cool. And yeah, you can you can get some. I, I don't know if it's a German market car that he bought or I don't know. Belgian, I can't remember. Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex says best track day car under five k. <laughs> whatever mm. you can, whatever you can find. <laughs> uh, are Miata still Miata? under five k? Yeah. NB an NB Miata. NA NB. I don't know if you find an NA that's worth. Using for 5k tracking, yeah, civic, a civic of some flavor that art knows yep. about. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention, but I think it's possible. Hatch, maybe like a Mazda Protege or something like that. Oh, I like and that, a, you know. Oh, how about a neon ACR? There you go, uh, 5k. Wow, just get a neon, <laughs> just, just, just find the neon. rarest, most obscure little <laughs> car, but like those are the ones that they're still like. Really cheap. Um, you could do like a E36 or something. Jeez, 5K would be so rough. No, but it's yeah. a 325i, right? Not a yeah, not, yeah. yeah, not an M3. No, I know, but yeah. I mean, probably used car prices are weird these days. It's like under 5K. I don't know, man. I think it's something that would last, just hold up. I do. Even a Honda Fit could be good. Like, there's that plenty of aftermarket support, and then just conti- it just kind of develop the car right as you learn. Yeah, that's under five K is tough, dude. Under five K is tough. Like, can you get a Mustang? Can you get like an I don't know? Like, is that uh, good? V six. Yeah, you don't want a V six. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. SN ninety five or something. Honda Fit, Honda Civic. Those are those are good options. Um, what about like a Scion? Uh, Scion TC. I don't think you can get one for five K. Maybe. Or a golf, whatever golf you can find for 5K. Yeah, it, but 5K then, is a tough, tough <laughs> it's dollar tricky. amount. Dude. I, yeah, I think Miata, Miata is it. NB Miata or a Honda Fit. NA Miata, NB Miata, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ryan Derby. Find so one with a salvage title or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or tattered interior. You're going to yeah. rip it out anyway. Um, what's the best way to encourage drive time in your fun cars? I love my GTI, but. Did I read this? Mm-mm. I love my GTI, but day to day I end up in the Polestar without thinking because it just feels easier. I think I did read this one. No, you didn't. I didn't? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so best ways to encourage fun car time. Having it out. Having it. <laughs> That's a good point. In the oh, way. Not buried uh, in. Yeah, not buried in the garage. garage. Like yeah. if you have to move it to you know, yeah. take the Polestar. You know what stops me a lot is my wife or myself will park in front of our garage. Of course. And then Same. you don't end up taking the fun car because then you have to do a shuffle. So I got a situation with these damn cats <laughs> where the car has to be covered because I put cardboard on the top of it. And if I don't cover it, the cardboard will like leave marks. So it's, I got the plastic cover cardboard over it and then a car parked that would have to move. This is in order to get either the van Sounds or like the BMW. Sounds like an hour-long ordeal. It does sound like that. It is really not that bad. I, I can do it in probably three minutes if I rushed, mm-hmm. but then I have to move the car. So let's say five minutes total. Yeah. That shouldn't be enough to discourage use of the car, but, but it is. kind of is. Definitely is. I'm just, wait, so you store cardboard on your car? Is that what you do? Well, I just leave like flat pieces of cardboard across the hood. 
and the trunk with something in between it and then the covers on the car the cover know. the cardboard's on top of the cover yeah okay gotcha oh because the cats yeah. crawl on it you don't want the claws on your paint because yeah. it goes through the car cover well with the cardboard they don't go on it i, I think they just don't like it but when mm. it was just the like the e30 has cat scratch marks of them jumping up on it so it's a real pain in the ass and like you're not really supposed to cover a dirty car but I kind of have to. Cat food's in the gr- in the garage. I think we went over this. The whole thing oh, is okay, the garage. That's why. Because I'm like, why are they spot. allowed in the garage? Oh man, there there it's the whole yeah, scene. But that yeah. is the thing. Yeah, e- access right is one. The other one is just plan it. Put it. Just earmark a time. Like this Saturday, I'm gonna go somewhere in this thing. It's I know like, that, that's a good call, <laughs> but I don't think that's enough for whatever reason. Something gets in the way. It's like, oh, I also have to go run this errand, and I don't want to take yeah that Porsche. Or you're like. Fuck, traffic's going to suck on the way home. Right. That's what mine is. Drive to work, I'm always like, yeah, this sounds like it's a beautiful day. Chris, morning. I'm like, this sounds fun. And I'm like, and then I think about that drive home. Even if you take fun <laughs> roads home, like you could take Highway 9. I could, but I don't even want to. I just want to get home. Because tired. every time I've done that where I do the exact same thing, like I'm like, I have to run an errand. I'll take my fun car and I'll take yeah. nine. There's traffic the whole way. Oh, uh, yeah. Even on, some slow, even on whatever. Any fun road. Highway there's 9 just, or People something. use it as commuter roads. Yeah. So there's really no way around it. Man, that car's, your car's sound annoying. You don't want to drive them in, only in ideal conditions? It has to be perfect. No, that's just for commute to work. <laughs> like I'll, yeah. On the weekends, I'll drive it to like go to coffee or... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I think that's key. Like, I mean, if, if exactly, yeah, like weekends, you just commit to that weekend drive, right? And just yeah. plan something. Like, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Just like I know that. Okay, on sa- Sunday afternoon, I'm gonna take the kids to the just to cruise around to the beach and back, and I'll take one fun little section, and at least yep. I take the car out. Yeah. But I mean, these days, that's kind of how I operate with everything. Like, everything has to be on a ske- like on the schedule. If not, it doesn't happen. You know, it's just every everything has to be planned now. I don't have it that that strict i just need to be more uh willing to jump in it and it does take because also you got to warm it up and it's just by the time it's ready to go you're adding 10 minutes it doesn't sound like much but it can be and it's the same thing on the way back in cover cardboard mm. yeah, yeah all that stuff um let's see here the photographer's garage says late to the party but you need to buy a car to listen to exclusively hair metal loudly while driving. Under $50,000. Choose a vehicle Whoa. and your go-to band or artist. Hair metal dude, under that's 50K. That's such a high price. Yeah, I don't dude. think you need that high of a price. I think you're... I know, yeah. right? You almost you almost <laughs> want the primer, like, F-body yeah. or something, right? Dude, like um, a, uh, yeah, F-body convertible, like a... <clears throat> like a shitty IROC convertible teal maybe yeah. with some like cool like block and some graphic 90s graphics down the side oh, 80s nice. graphics pretty, pretty good I'm gonna go um, a custom van yes pretty that's good. where I went and this. inside it's gonna have like the sketchiest you know furry interior with yeah. like pleated uh, or a you have a couple tuffeted, skateboards in there, tufted leather, um, maybe a round window in the back, um, like a the smallest full size van I can find. Killer system, obvious. Period. Correct. Um, what band though? I mean, it's like Van Halen or something. Or yeah, Van Halen. White Snake. White Snake's pretty good. Scorpions. Yeah, Scorpions. That's pretty good too. 
Um, I just, I just don't want to be, I, I, I like, I mean, I know where Lane's going with it and I think it matches the aesthetic, but I don't want to be seen and I don't want to be, I don't want, <laughs> I just want to like, that's, be what, that's what you're doing. You want to be seen. <laughs> I want to be contained in my own madness. And, uh, but also, and like, where like are you going to bring chicks into the van? In your van. Yeah. But tailgating van, uh, big speakers, van. Does yeah, it have a ladder in the back? I want to cruise the, the PCH and check out the chicks. <laughs> oh, like go see the volleyball courts? Yeah, dude, you need your, you need your top down. I mean, you need and, me to just cruise over and like check the scene. And, and you crank need people, it. And you need to yell like, check me out every once in a while. Check me out. And, and then check also, me out. No one does and, that. And theoretically too, like, I mean, if he's, play, if he's playing the right tunes and he's got the looks, the chicks would just jump right in, Warren. Exactly, he, doesn't, he doesn't even need to coax them in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> one or two in the back as well, that little shelf. They yeah. set oh, up yeah. on the shelf. You've never seen it? Yeah. Like parade no, style? you're right. You're right. Yeah. But then, you know, the van offers so much. Okay. Yeah, you can drugs go to schools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's drug doing in the back of the van. Um, band wise, though, about, I'm, you know, you know what's a good one a too. Another one, um, K5 Blazer top off. Oh, that's with good. a lift. Some, yeah. uh polished center lines with big ass tires could be. That's rad. pretty good. That's yeah, that would be really nice. That would be and nice. That's a little less. You're a little less out there because you're above everything. Right. And yeah, it's like definitely, macho. Um, so you're looking um, down. Yeah, macho, but still convertible somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picturing metallic metallic blue with like a two-tone white and blue interior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if this is hair. Metallica Master Puppets isn't hair rock. It's like hair rock. Hair metal. That's like death metal. That's more heavy metal, right? It's more heavy, but it's I mean, heavy. they had long yeah. hair. Yeah. I know. <laughs> they did have long hair. Oh. So um, does Kenny G. Def Leppard. Yeah, pour some sugar on that's, me. That's where I'm going it's the whole time. That whole, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Dev, Dev that whole album though is quite good. Oh, well, um, ZZ Top or something is that hair metal? That's not hair metal. That's, that's not just hair. Beard rock. metal. That's just like that's just rock. like rock. <laughs> this is rocking. All right, now we're moving to this week's. They had hair on their face though. Dude, yes, they did. Exactly, beard metal. I heard they were offered some ridiculous amount of money to shave for like Gillette or some. Because they're not fucking sellouts like Metallica. What did Metallica do? They cut their hair. Yeah, by choice. Yeah, exactly. They didn't sell out to do sell it. Outs. <laughs> they just grew up. Come on, we all know they sold Dude, out. Dude, you know those wispy ass Gandalf beards <laughs> can't hang out for much longer. That's like a spider web. <laughs> all right, uh, Matt Chewers says daily race crush nine nine six Carrera four with arrow kit hmm. Datsun two forty Z. Or an R two thirty SL fifty five AMG compressor. So that's R230 gonna be thirty. That's gonna be the new compressor. All right. Yeah. I have answers the, right away. That's the first gen SLK? SL no. SL fifty five. SL fifty five AMG. Quad headlight, SL55. bigger body, kind of bubbly rear. Um, yeah. those are pretty cool, man. I think they're I mean, I know they're dated right now, but they're actually really good cars. Um, the SL? It's basically, yeah, yeah, I really They're like those. They're a little <laughs> sketchy. I mean, they've got a bunch yep. of very complex cars. Folding hardtop, I would, ABC, all the stuff. I would take that as a daily. I think it's like a super cool, comfortable, like GT with a lot of power. And 996s have a bunch of other issues as well that I don't like, especially for a daily, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, definitely track the uh, 240Z. 
Interesting. I have quite a bit of time in 240Zs, and I just have no real interest in them. I don't want to track the 996. Same. And then I would... I'm dailing the Shit, SL, I guess I'm and I'm crushing the SL and Dotson. Crush the Dotson as tin well, can. dude. Although, well, dude. it all depends. Like, if I was, like... I could see dailing the Dotson if it was super nice. Really? That could be kind of fun. Not, not like commuting in. That's what you're looking at. But if it's I'm your, your, if I'm your you daily. and I'm dealing, like that would, daily. I would be you're not him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you. you are. I, okay, then I'm not. Oh, yeah, I'm, me literally. Then I'm, scrapping, <laughs> know, right? then I'm scrapping it. I had a 240Z. They kind of suck. But they're cool. Old, they look good. My old shop, we had three of them. Yeah. And one was in pretty good. It was an automatic, but it was in really good nick. And um, I didn't. Uh, the interior is so bad. The two forties. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing tin to can. it though. Yeah, tin they're just, can. Oh, there's I, such I, I tin the cans. gauges are really cool. They're like super yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got round. Yeah, the interior is kind of cool. They're just, I mean, they are the most tin can. Like you get in them, you, you get in like an old nine eleven or nine fourteen even or something like that, and you're like, oh, there's gonna be such a tin can. You're like, whoa, it's actually really it's solid. N- I know. You get in those, you're like, whoa, no. this is beyond not solid. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> beyond not solid. Yeah, <laughs> this shit's liquid, dog. Dude, they're um, fucking as ice, bro. Yeah, Ben Rogan. Yeah, well, you, you, oh, sorry, go, go for it. Go, okay. Uh, ben Rogan says, "What's the worst commute you've ever had?" Mm. Okay, Easy. I had oh. the the big storm we had when it took out um, our good roads. Wait, and was he talking about uh, like? Just the commute you had to do over and over and over. What no, was I the, think one time. One time. Oh, I would say. Oh, I why would I, it be? It doesn't seem like much of a question to say. Like We've the worst commute. I know you're like, oh, I drove over seventeen. <laughs> oh, okay. Next story. Uh, I would well, think, it would I be think a, he drives. Well, well, doesn't he drive from like Tracy or wherever he lives all the way to like San Jose every day or something? I don't know, but no, Maybe not every day. I think he, he, he lives he in Modesto. He lives in. <laughs> Fucking that one place. Atwater. Manteca. Yeah. I've been there twice. Oh, um, he lives he lives in, in Bridgewater. Nope. Something water. Something Dos bridge. Palos. He lives in Manteca. Ah, Something Bridgewater. He lives in Fire. I know where he lives. I'm just saying. Oh, he's Woodbridge. Oh, Kettleman yeah, City. Kettleman City. Kettleman City. He's the queen of Woodbridge. No, I think he lives in Bakersfield. Woodbridge. Yeah, Woodbridge. He's the queen of Woodbridge. So my worst commute day ever, because I'm going to take it that way, because... My worst commute was driving to Belmont every day, Belmont for, every 10 day for 10 years. Next story. <laughs> All right. But my worst commute ever was I was driving home. We had these gnarly storms here. Um, it take took out like fucking the coast and Big Sur and all that stuff. Yeah, roads and were wiped like out. Five power, years, power outages. Six, seven years ago? Six years ago now? I don't even know. Uh, so I was driving home, you know, looking at the maps. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take Highway 17 today. Go. There's something gnarly, mudslides on 17, can't go 17. Have to turn around, drive up towards Half Moon Bay, and I'm going to go down the coast. So I go over 92 into Half Moon Bay. Uh, There's a closure on Highway 1. I drive halfway down home. There's a closure, or no, three quarters of the way home. I don't know why you didn't just spend the night. Closure, have to turn around, spend the night in Half Moon Bay. Yeah. But that was my worst commute. That's really bad. It was like probably four hours on the road to spend the night. Yeah, Sarah had the same. She was, I think, driving that same night, and she had the same thing, but ended up going... I want to say she went down to Gilroy and looped Mm -hmm. around that. Yeah, Apple buses were taking, like, gnarly ways. They were going all the way to, like... Ridiculous. I don't really have much to add to that. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't think of one. I mean, I'm sure there's been stuff like that, right? Like accidents where like it, it the roads close and everybody has to take the same exit, and it's just like it adds like two hours to your you know one hour commute. Yeah, um, I, I sat like on that. Highway 17 in one place for an hour and 15 minutes like a month ago. Jesus, dang, yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. That's insane. Chaycore yeah. uh, says. What two Radwood era race cars would you like to see go head to head on a track that never would have happened in period from different championships, countries, etc.? That's a great one. Uh, how about a M1 Pro Car versus an XJ220 TWR? Whoa. Different eras. Interesting. Also like unloved for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, maybe comparable in some performance aspects i know like top speed not but race cars are different i don't know uh Hmm. they're super cool i mean i think they're awesome looking in person both of them and under appreciated still um not that there's a lot of race cars to choose from but yeah that's my answer I kind of killed it on that answer. It's pretty good. Dude, you're, you think uh, you're killer? Um, so I'm going to go IMSA GTO Audi Quattro versus an Sport Quattro Group B car, but mm, um, make but but setting it up for, you know, maybe doing both, right? Where like one has to be set up, or I'm sorry, like both have to be set up for like a gravel stage and then or, or a tarmac rally, and then both have to be set up for road course. <laughs> like that would be pretty sick to like see both of them. Yeah, I was going to say Sport Quattro versus a, like a 9.62 and have mixed course. 9.62. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have like a rally stage and you'd have a track stage. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be very cool. 9.62 rally stage. Holy shit. Yeah, watch out, dude. (laughs) I mean, smooth, smooth rally stage, but you know. I love it. Um, John Rye says, if you guys decided to go spec racing... What would be your spec of choice? He lists off a bunch. I don't feel like saying them because it might skew your answer. Um, how would you find a way to cheat? <laughs> Turbo inlet that only opened fully at race pace. Uh, seven eighth scale car stealing pitch signs from the center field wall. Um, I saw one recently that I don't have any knowledge of like where they race them or anything, but it looked really, really fun, which was... Uh, beetle rally like old bugs oh right yeah that are prepped in a way uh they all looked about the same lifted minimal body work you know uh modifications they look like old bugs but bouncing around having a like fun time fire or what is that you called? probably know more than my dude you're a beetle owner um but is that you know the ones that race and like Baja and stuff. Yeah. They have like the stock kind of, it's like that yep. stock class almost. Right. But they're definitely lifted. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. But not Baja bugs. Yeah. They se. don't have like fabulous fenders and stuff like that. They're right. just like barely lifted. And yeah, that looked really fun. I'm not saying I would get into that, but uh, I feel like bang for the buck, um, easy to repair. Um, I don't know. Pretty cool. And also low thresholds. You're not going, you know, super fast and need a bunch of safety equipment probably but maybe you do super safe yeah, cars, i mean huh? yes you would i mean the, those <laughs> cars are talking about tin cans i <laughs> know <laughs> no. but uh you know it's not quite the same as uh some of these other spec racing series which you're going going pretty fast yeah 
I mean, a rollover is a rollover, though, right? And in a bug, it's it's probably. <laughs> but those are they're rounded, so they roll like a little yeah. stone. Like really, a roly poly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what they I have named like, my racing they team. They have strong A pillars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're pretty good. Totally that stuff. I mean, uh, spec me out is hard to argue with. Yeah, I don't know. I I think. Uh, oh, what spec, am I saying? Spec like B B R Z F R S is hard to beat. That's cool. Um, Sunday Cup mm. Honda Fits. That's oh, where yeah, I'm at. That's your boys. That's dude. where I'm at. They're super cool. The first gen fits all really minimal. Uh, yeah, I like the look of them. I mean, Porsche I Cup was always so rad. Like 964s, the 964 Porsche Cup, 944 yeah. Porsche Cup was like the Turbo Cup in Canada. It looked so fun. Yeah, that's rad. So either of those would be super rad. Yeah. Uh, the 944 cup you're saying? The 944 yeah. turbo cup? Yeah, the yeah turbo that's cup. really cool. Yeah. Or That'd the 964 like turbo cup, you know, Porsche cup from 92-ish or whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, if we're going modern cards, absolutely. I think the BRZ, like the, or what do you call the, the Toyobri twins or yeah, whatever. whatever yeah, called. that's, that could, that, I can see that being a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and how and would we cheat? Safer um, too, way safer, you know. You put heavy oils um, in the car, both in the gear oil and the engine when you're on the dyno, and then you put super thin oil in it when you're really driving it Yeah. so that they see that you don't have a bunch of power. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, is that your answer? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Um, yeah. Diodobro says, would you rather fornicate with a goat and nobody ever finds out about it or not fornicate with a goat, but for the rest of your life, every single person you meet will be 100% convinced that you fornicated with a goat and you cannot convince them otherwise. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's pretty good. It's <laughs> uh, a real win-win situation. Here. So, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Plead the fifth. I mean... Yeah, uh, what's it's like uh, you're kind of. I don't want to be a goat fucker, but I also don't want to fuck a goat. I guess not fucking the goat. You can sleep well at night knowing you didn't yeah, sleep with the goat. Yeah, for sure. But you'll be people will be like, I know, but knocking you know, on your door, yelling at you that you're a goat fucker. How about this though? Rod Stewart has lived his whole life uh, with this rumor about him ingesting semen to the point where he needed to have his stomach pumped. Total rumor. I don't even know that story, but I know Richard Gear had a gerbil go up his butthole. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Didn't really happen though, right? Yeah, as and, far as we know. And look at he's living a life of uh, luxury. Riley. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. You know, people get past it, right? It's like it gets it gets discussed, and oh yeah, this happened, and you say no, they're like, yeah, you did. Okay, fine. <laughs> now, what are we gonna do for dinner? So you, you well, how is it possible that all of us <laughs> knew the rumor about Marilyn Manson removing his ribs? Oh yeah, of which is not true. Yeah, but somehow that spread like wildfire. Well, it's also Paul from the Wonder Years. <laughs> but that's not true either, right? That's not no, true. it isn't. Spread like wildfire yeah. before social media. I know. Um, somehow isn't that, the rumor well, just... Well, the Richard Gere thing was way before course, social media. And so was Rod Stewart. I know. How is that? Did, I don't uh, know. Did Ozzy Osbourne really eat a bat on stage? Yes, that is he, true. He, well, he bit it, yeah. He bit it, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't eat it. He didn't have sex with a goat. He <laughs> yeah. just thought about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, we can't answer that question. Let's plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Brunkhorst says... Maybe I should put that on Patreon, though. That's a good uh, one from no, Patreon. No. <laughs> Lars Brunkhorst says, at what point do you cut your losses on your daily? Here in Michigan, rust kills your car no matter what you do, having tons of little issues popping up that need addressing, but tempted to say F it 
and get something new. However, knowing it will be consumed and destroyed eventually from the rust makes me not want to. Mm. That's an interesting one. It's like stick I wish with I the, knew what the car was. Right, but I mean, like he he can just rock the car you already have. It's already rusty. It's already just a tool. Or do you get something nicer because it bothers you so much knowing that new car is going to also suffer the same fate? Dude, that is so tough living in a place where like you can't keep a car nice. Like no, no matter what, you buy a nice, a new car. Yeah. You, you're, that car is not going to be good. Man, I can't even that tell you. The sucks. cars we see around, like when we go to Detroit and. Yeah, with other, big old holes and stuff. It's, cra- it's yeah. totally crazy. Fender missing, you know. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, bumper. They're well, not even just, yeah, old. I know. Just rusting from places that you didn't even think. Yeah, like there no. was like a, a newer like Dodge Ram, and the chrome bumper was missing a corner. Like it was just rusted yeah. through. It's like how is that? Even? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Um, I know. Yeah, but, but I think well, it, can it? I don't know. I mean, I I picture more like lease life, right? Like dude, you just I lease would, your daily. Well, it is lease life. I would live and, and such then, lease lease life there, because you could then yeah. you can actually drive something nice. It's you have no repercussions for the. You're just trading every three years yeah. or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. And not I, the most economical, and I, do I like guess. being in a newer car for commuting and stuff. Yeah, for your commute, you need something pretty new. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I would want to know what cars she's talking about. Um, Lars, if you want to call in uh, with what you're driving. But that is such a bummer. I, I do think just uh, having a tool that you constantly update is the way to go. So maybe you do just trade it in and get the next thing um if you have the uh means to do that but yeah it's such a bummer that's not good uh automotive omnivore says how old are the cars that still seem new to you i like this question that's a good one dude uh 2005 ish oh five car rolls around like that's an rx 330 lexus and i go still kind of new it's kind of new car pretty new car i say it's got all the same stuff. I mean, not, not, I'm just saying like f- the design language and. So a coworker of mine was talking about his, he's like, yeah, we have this really old beater. We still drive this old, the super old Lexus. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a 92, whatever, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. The, you know, or First 89, whatever, <laughs> he, you know. And he goes, yeah, it's a 2007. Well, what is it? Oh, 2007 RX 350 or whatever, yeah. or 330. And I'm like, thinking to myself I'm like, oh that's like fucking new dude okay yeah <laughs> that's a modern capable car yeah right uh hmm. it's tricky that's a tricky one which um, is what that's a um 17 2007 years. is yeah yeah it's 15, 18 yeah yeah i think 15 years old is where i'm at i'm probably gonna like so, anything so 2009 yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, and you know, obviously there's going to be gray area, right? Because 2008, 2007, you know, it's kind of, but yeah. I feel like, like E46 is an older car now, whereas an E90 isn't like an E90 Absolutely. feels a little, like it I feels agree. newer. I agree with like that. It feels like a new car, a newer car and an, an E46 feels tired and old. I mean, it's, unless E90 it's a nice example. started in 2007. And what about uh, yep, Mark? That's what I'm saying. Mark, gray areas. Mark five GTIs is old. Yeah, ish. Right. But Mark Six isn't. Yeah. Mark Six feels Mark like that six jump up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. And what year yeah. is that? T- uh, t- 2012 10? or something. 10 ish when they came out? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I well, know. I still have to feel like 2017 feel, sounds about two years ago. It's yeah. seven years ago. <laughs> my my uh, my box yeah. is like a brand new car to me. Total, and totally, it's, it's eleven years old. Right, right. So yeah, I think also it it has to do like with the Boxster. Like it, it, I would I would assume that's yeah, definitely I would consider that a new car. But um, and it, even probably the previous gen feels it new. Looks but close it's close to because, the current car. But it's also because of like the lack of beaters, right? Like the more yeah. shitty basket cases you see on the road, like it it kind of. It's it sort of like, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? It, it ages the entire like chassis or whatever, the entire like, you know, group of cars. Cause there's so many shitty E46s out there. Like they're yeah, like yeah. so beat and gross. I know. And like, yeah. And, uh, and so that was just one, one that came to mind. Cause I mean, just visually, you know, like you see that and it's one car in particular, but, um, yeah. 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 That's a good question. Um, I'll put that one on the Patreon. Uh, Big Fat Flip says, what's your worst or most expensive fuck it, treat yourself expense? Doesn't necessarily have to be car related. Just spent way too much on a new PC build, but figured, hey, I've spent more time on the driving sim over the last couple of years than the actual track. Might as well get the best experience. Yeah, I saw he's getting like new wheels, like, for, you know, wheels, 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 oh, wheels. steering wheel. <laughs> uh, man, I didn't even know that was a thing. One, he's a, we're choosing the best, he said, or what? Are you, uh, he or just the says, most expensive? what's your most or worst, worst or most expensive treat yourself expense? So whatever comes to mind, I... I guess yeah. that would be like a, you could say it's like something you do often if it's a war, like. Or just something that you did recently, like splurged yeah. on a, you know, a new, uh, yeah, like you said, a new computer or a toy or something yeah. that you're like, I shouldn't really spend this much on it, but fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just went to a Golden State Warriors game. That was our big Christmas present for Andrew and for the family. And we splurged on tickets. We sat 10th row and it was killer. Oh, I mean, it was a rad game. It came down to it. But, the, but then it became a worst expense because they lost, right? They so. lost a buzzer beater. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, they totally choked. And there was a. Oh, that's the one they were ahead. And then Jokic yeah. hit a, the most insane yeah. shot of the season, which that's is a rad cool to game see. To go to, though. It was a rad to see in person. I mean, it was an amazing game, but man, like such a gut punch at the end. But those tickets were not cheap. And can I just say this just between us? Fuck Ticketmaster and their mm, bullshit the fucking fees. fees. Yeah. They do it based on the cost. There's no extra work involved. Like, have a fee. I, okay, that's fine. You're running a business, making it convenient. I get it. But you're going to charge a percentage based on the total value of the tickets? Yeah. Fuck you. Here we go. Bastards. You guys can drink now because we're talking about uh, fees. Wait, what? We talked about them last podcast too. I feel Take like we're master? talking about them a lot. Different things like uh, that. Uh, I was talking about hotel fees last oh, podcast. Hotel fees. That's right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, fuck Not those you. two. But Ticketmaster is, um, we already went through this back in the 90s. Pearl Jam had to go to Congress or whatever and just yeah, yeah. like cut them down. And now they're, dude, the whole experience, I hate it. I hate it so much. And there's nothing you can do. They really have, and they also <laughs> took scalping out of the equation, which I know that was part of their their mission but you can't just go to a game and look for a homie on the street and oh, buy, yeah. buy tickets you really can't do that anymore you can go on the app and maybe find a last minute ticket that somebody has for sale you're going to pay fees for that yeah all that crap but you cannot just go to a giant everything's game. digital it's all digital yeah last giants game i went to I or you remember. could find a guy that has a ticket but you're like is it real yeah am i going to be screwed here so then you're like back to the app i i despise it and i think it'll 
circle back around, but right now we're in a major sway towards like mm-hmm. Ticketmaster has all control and they're charging like $500 in fees for tickets. Like it's insane. Insane, really? insane. Was it really that high? I think it was. Holy shit. That's crazy. Because it was a percentage of the purchase price. Yeah. Wow. I know they have issues. Well, because like one of the major problems they have is with bots, right? So like people can set it up so that all tickets are purchased like very quickly. Yeah. And and so then those people resell the tickets. I don't know where, but it sounds like they're on the Ticketmaster Craigslist. No, they do. Oh, they just resell on the same platform. You have to go through the app to to buy and sell tickets now. And so it's, they've got you both ways and they'll get fees for that transaction as well. It's, ah. I'm not, I don't want to go too far into this, but um, so anyways, that was a big, that was a big expense. It was like a definite, definite fuck it. We're going to only go to one game probably this year, unless something else comes up. It's a, it's a, like a big outing for us from Santa Cruz. You know, you're not home until like midnight and, and it was a Christmas presence. Yeah. And Denver who we watched as the defending champions, blah, 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 blah. It was a great game. But, um, I also feel like expenses for experiences are easier to justify rather than just stuff, especially yeah, like cool. something that won't maybe last or, you know, isn't going to hold value to you over time. Like it's harder to justify, but that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I like think a nice watch, yeah. a nice watch is going to hold its value. Right. And like, that's easier to justify, but yeah, like a PC. <laughs> yeah. A PC. That's definitely like money. You bet you're getting user experience out of that yeah, as well. To- right? no, totally. I'm just joking. So it's like, you, yeah, you always go between like user exper- like your experiences and and actual like goods things, right? And yeah. then it's like whether or not those things hold their value or not because experiences don't hold value, but they do in your heart. Yeah, <laughs> I was stoked to like have Andrew there, and we had yeah. amazing seats that he got to basically watch this like you know. No, it's it's going to be a top 10 moment of the season. Oh, dude, super, sick. super cool. So yeah, I, I've, um, every time I book a like vacation or something, it's you're like, in a definite effort mode on you're this. You're splurging a little bit and, uh, it definitely is like, always like, you're like, ah, eh, fuck it, dude. Let's just get the nicer one. Yeah. You know, whatever we're going anyways. I know I'll be bummed. Like I'd be stoked. I'll be stoked to have this over that. Well, you know, what's nice too, is that that's, um, that's past lanes problem. The payment when you get there, you're like, Oh, you're cool. Already you already for paid it. for it. Right. Everything's free. Dude. Yeah, you're like, that was, I when you get there you're, I mean, and you're eating in that conference room with a little <laughs> shitty table <laughs> no, dude. Uh, and, and yeah, for that really nice chocolate with a wooden uh, stick. Man. Yeah. 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 Um, that yeah. sucks. I was thinking about that the other day. That's oh, really dude, brutal. so eggy. Yeah. But yeah, anytime for you me, do stuff like okay, that, for, like I'm like, we booked the Awani for, uh, um, at Yosemite Valley. Oh, nice. Uh, for like three weeks from now. And that Awani's like pricey, pretty pricey, but I've never stayed at the Awani. I've always wanted to. And yeah, it's I've like only in, the, in Yosemite Valley. It's super dope. Mm-hmm. Like I've eaten there and stuff. It's and so cool. It's an old hotel. Like don't go into it thinking you're getting yeah, baller. It is just re- been redone too. Yeah. But it's still like an so, old, you know, yeah. campground hotel basically. Yeah, yeah. But it's especially if you got a view. I don't know what hotel, which yeah. room we got. Yeah, we got like a sweet thing. Sick, so. dude. That's gonna really be awesome. But but awesome. yeah, there's that, and then I bought a few watches and stuff. Watches are different, I think, right now, especially they're 
feel like they're holding value pretty they're well. Fine. It's um, weird though. You have to spend enough money on a watch for it to hold value. Oh yeah. I don't do that. Like if you spend like small amount of money, it's kind of like, it's what about still, like $16 watches. Does those hold their value? I mean, it's hard to find a marketplace to sell a $16 watch. <laughs> this one I think is uh, that's 16, 19 or something. Pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. Some bright green colors. I on know. Um, um, but yeah, if you buy more expensive watches, they tend to hold their value better and they're easier to sell, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Art? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a really good one. Accommodations and hotels. Every time we travel where we go, we usually stay at really nice places. And it's that exact reason. It's we want, we w we're going on vacation. That's something that we necessarily, that we appreciate and that we want for ourselves. Like as parents, like the kids probably don't care, right? They can sleep in a cardboard box in the living room and they're, they're happy. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. you know. Uh, that's one. Uh, food is a big one. Um, I've had mm -hmm. some very, very expensive dinners and like, it's because of the same thing, right? It's like, I want to experience that place. I want to experience the food and it's going to be maybe once, once in a lifetime or once in a few years kind of a situation. And like, that makes it worth it to me. Um, you know, it's like most things, right? Like we have, I guess like we have our interests, right? So it's like we're into cars, we're into travel, we're into food, you know, all that kind of shit. And so those are the things that I prioritize those splurges on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't like technology or anything like that. Like I haven't really done anything crazy. Like I, I want, I'm still at some point going to outfit my garage and I have some stuff in mind that's going to be spendy, but it's going to be kind of also adding value to the house, which is nice, you know, yeah. so it's not necessarily that, but yeah, um, a lot of tech is hard for me, like buying even an iPhone. Cause you know, that thing has a, it just has a shelf life. And at the end it's like, it has a little bit of trading value, but it's, it's not really, you know, it just, it, it drops all its value basically. So you're just buying this yeah. thing and you're like, it's basically a rental. You're like, is this, is it worth to buy a new one now? Or should I like push this out a little bit? Yeah. Get I a will little say more that, out of that, that is, that's an easy one to justify because it's probably the most important thing we own. I mean, yeah, it's a other tool. than a car that you have to go to work with, but it, the amount but of you stuff use we the phone do. for work. Totally. You use the phone for personal life. You for, use the phone for getting directions for everything, finding a camp spot for everything, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so I've been, very I, I've been consistent with this plan and I've stuck to it is I upgrade every other year because that way, like, you know, I feel like it's not essential for that next year. Like usually the, the changes aren't that drastic. And then when you wait a full year, you lapse, usually you do get some benefits, right? Especially the camera and stuff like yeah, that. So, for, if you're an iPhone, uh, you want to be on the right cycle of every two years. Cause every two years is like a minor. And then every two years is a more major. You want to be on that major cycle. Right. But I think right, I'm yeah, on the, mi I think I'm on the minor one actually. Oh, really? I don't know. I have a mine's over a year old now though. So flat sex says, say Checo retired tomorrow. Who on the current grid would you give Max the best competition? Who would give Max the best competition in the number two car? Dream scenario, don't include politics, relationships, or money. He says, I vote Lando. Lewis, close second. I still think Lewis. Huh. Yeah, Lewis would be really good. Would be um, the most consistent Take care uh, of the car. to like actually... Be able to. I don't think Leclerc has the consistency to give him a challenge. I think he he's too on the knife edge, and he and then Lando has a little bit of that too. Um, the, you know, well, Lando think, can uh, never always in qualifying. He's like had he had like three or three opportunities last year to basically get pole, and he blew it on every one. I think I agree yeah. with you. Lewis is the one. I think George is also a really good one. I think George is is is. 
I think he's extremely talented um, and he has been, he's shown that he is, you know, faster, faster than Lewis. And he's, I mean, he's young. That's the only thing that there's still mistakes being made and stuff like that, but inconsistent, um, right? Yeah. But I think with Leclerc is hard. I think Leclerc is, I think he's also very, very talented and is super fast, but he also has a very difficult car, right? So like, um, I, not that the Red Bull isn't a difficult car. <laughs> Everybody knows that it, yeah, that look it's at a challenging Chaco. car. Yeah. Um, but difficult car for Checo, right? So like, it's very well suited for Max. Um, so, cause Leclerc likes a pointy car and I mean, I think he has potential. I actually, I'm a really big fan of his. I don't really both say much about it, but I think like he's, I think, yeah, Leclerc's super good. Like it's yeah, just, he just doesn't he, had like his, yeah. But look when he was, yeah. when he had the best car and he was competing against Max, he had like a, quite a few errors that made it where he didn't, you know, where he wasn't in competition with Max, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like all about part of the experience and learning. Right. And, yeah. uh, but I think he's, he's, he's really, really good and he has the raw speed for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to, I guess in, in a nutshell, it's, there is no one as consistently good as Max right now, except for Lewis, as you said, I think Lewis has the, he's got the, the chops, he's got the experience and he's proven that, right. He's so, so clean. And he's, I, I think it's super funny to me because like, he is such like, you know, just like a huge Senna fanboy. Like he, uh, he idolizes Senna so much and Verstappen is way more like a Senna driver oh, yeah. and, and Hamilton is way more like a pros driver. Like, yeah. it, like it, it just, in his style and in his consistency and how he's very analytical with his race. Like, you know, the, how he drives is way more like a Prost, <laughs> and, uh, but he's a huge Senna fan, which is really was funny. Prost, uh, is Prost religious? I don't no. think so. Senna was extremely religi- religious. Yeah, Senna and so was extremely so religious. So was Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. So if there's that connection, I, I don't think, know. Uh, yeah, that, that, the, I, I feel like Lewis is just so, He's like Max where he's very consistent and Max has obviously become more consistent over the years to the point where he's just like kind of like can race a perfect race now. So it's hard to beat. I think it's so hard to beat Max really. Even, even Lewis, like he didn't win as many races in a row. He didn't have these, like he didn't have these like streaks of brilliance like Max has. It doesn't feel like he had, he had more like little things in between where Max is like, I mean, he was almost flawless last year. Crazy. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know I mean, in terms of wins in the row. I mean, I know Hamilton's record is insane, but I, I without looking at it, but I, well, I no, agree. I mean, we know that because Max <laughs> won't beat the record last year. Remember <laughs> that was the whole, Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, right. But of all time, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I think, you know, 14 races, let's say versus 15, you know, it's like still, and it's so it's, much to do with the it, cars and competition and, the actual, yeah. I mean, there's so many variables. But yeah, yes. but if you're just looking at, str- I'm just looking at straight up like the 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 stats of like his wins in a row. Like it doesn't matter. Like Nigel Mansell didn't do that. For like, sure. No one did that. Oh, for with, sure. Like the most dominant car. Like Lewis didn't do that. Schumacher didn't do that. Yep. Those guys all had like the best car, and they did not do that. They couldn't pull it and, off. And you know, yeah. So. No, the easy, I think peerless is the way to put it. Right. Like the dude's just so good. Yeah. It's crazy. Beamer Luvar says, with cars, there are cheap wannabe cars that look expensive, but they don't perform or feel like they're expensive 
bigger brothers, for example, Pontiac Fiero and Ferrari Testarossa, as an example. But with watches, a $100 Timex looks and functions the same as a $10,000 fancy Swiss watch. Why is this disparity okay for watches when function doesn't warrant the cost? Oh, I see what he's saying. So Timex can keep time as well as a Rolex. Or better. Or better. Um, they look very similar. Like especially the new Timexes are very good watches for 300 bucks. At, at, a, at a quick glance. At a quick <laughs> but glance. One, of course. Yeah, 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 but, of course. Yeah. but like the Fiero Ferrari competi- or comparison is like you from a hundred feet away, you can tell. Yeah. I mean the qual it's the same thing as that, but without the mechanic and it has the mechanical side too. Like yeah. a Rolex has a more robust movement with anti-shock, anti-magnetism, all this crazy stuff inside that like makes it this like, you Better know, a Rolex crystal. is a watch that's like meant to just last. It's a beater. It's like meant to be beat up. Yeah. And then, and, and it's Sapphire crystal and screw down crown and all that. So I wouldn't, like comparing it to the time and then the Timex like fit and finish is going to be poor compared to that Rolex. Yeah. Rolex isn't the best fit and finish in the world by any means, but it's like but a Timex, a Timex would last for a while and hold up well, but I think it would show its age much sooner than a Rolex. Yeah. I mean the time, but then you get into weird ones when it's like a $600 independent brand watch with a, with a, has a screw down cam and a Sapphire crystal and, you know, all this compared kind of stuff, and it looks pretty freaking good. I mean, or I, I, a Seiko yeah, think, compared yeah. to a Rolex, right? Seiko's like, the gonna, right comparison here. Yeah. 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 That's the thing is like a $500 Seiko. I have one. I have a Flightmaster that I've had that I bought myself like when I first when I got a first real job. <laughs> and uh, I've had it. I've traveled the world with it. I've like beat the shit out of it. And it's the same deal. Sapphire Crystal, super overbuilt, like really nice watch. And it, it's probably worth the exact same amount. It's never going to appreciate because I think a, a lot of it has to do with exclusivity and brand, right? Like, and, and, and the fact well, that yeah. Yeah, it's, that's just kind of what it boils down to, right? Like there's only so many made. And then also the fact that Rolex has established it's, it's just like Ferrari has this fancy brand, right? That people are willing to pay $800 for a sweater because it's, exclusivity again it's it's yep. access to and that rolex but. is actually more probably more equivalent to like a porsche or something as far as like the also. price price point and like where they're at it's like not the most extreme crazy thing right it's not it's a not, a, it's or not something, the right? supercar yeah. it's not but. the protect philippe or something like that it's a straight up workman's it's like does it it does the job and it's strong robust but it, and it has good fit and finish and it's like and then there are watches that are and way then more there are expensive. these crazy watches like Richard Mills that are 1.3 million or 3 million. Yeah. And then there's and they the that are 60 thing. grand and 80 yeah. grand, hundred grand. something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But Rolexes are actually like, for the most part, not that expensive in the watch world, like list price, you know, compared to 900 bucks, so whatever. That's, like, not the, 10, that's like the 911 compared to a Pagani. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. They, they both and, go around a track. And then the Seiko is your Honda a core your, your brz or something. or something like or that Le- more I, like a, I was thinking more like a lexus yeah, yeah or even a lexus more actually yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah and then the yeah i'd say you're that's a good one actually like lexus or something and then your timex is like your honda accord your civic whatever something like that it's just good yeah. and it works but it's not like it's great in anything yeah. or yep yep yeah mike rammer says which tires should I get for my stock 97 Miata? Back road, autocross, and maybe a track day. He has a Toyo R888s or Falcon, a Zenus RT 
six fifteens, which I'm not familiar with. Those are, yeah, that's, uh, I know, like, I know I Falcon and Zenus, but the RT six fifteen, I'm not, I have to look. Yeah, them up. that's, yeah. So I would, I would definitely go with that. Um, and our triple eights wear very fast. That's, um, I think that's an 80 tread wear tire and, um, Jeez. they will wear, they, they're awesome on track. I mean, they have a tremendous amount of grip, but I think, you know, if you're trying to set lap times or something like that, then that's the tire to do it with, but you're going to wear them out very fast. Um, and whereas, uh, you know, the RT 615 is, you know, a, a more robust tire. They last a while. Um, they come up to tent pretty quick too, even in cold weather. Um, they're not that great in the rain. Uh, but you know, uh, early on again, as we've talked about before, as long as they're treaded, they're going to be okay. Just standing water is going to be a problem. Um, yeah. but what, um, our, what was the tire you were telling me recently that was actually really good in the rain? It oh, like, the AO52, the yeah, Yokohama that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the AO52 is, yeah, is apparently very good in the rain when it's fully treaded, but as soon as you start to wear them down, oh. they become slicks. So and they, they probably wear the down really fast, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, the ones that are on my E30 there, I've driven them on two rally, three rallies maybe. I mean, they, they don't, they're, yeah, I mean, they, they wear, but... Um, I guess, you know, temperature is a thing also in what you're doing, right? Like, um, track days are pretty brutal, right? Like those, that's yeah. where you're going to really kind of wear through. Um, but also, um, I think the RT615 is a, is a better all around tire, like just to that you can, you know, drive on the street and do back roads and, and also track duty. It's not going to be as sticky, but I mean, it depends on what you're doing, right? Like the R888 is going to give you that time, but it's you're gonna just destroy them on the street, just driving around. Like R Triple is an old tire at this point, isn't it? Seriously, they've been around. Same a long with the Zenus. Yeah. I mean, those have been around for I don't know. For the Zenus, Zenus hasn't had an update. It looked like the well, same same tread design. Well, yeah, he said 615K, which is the same tread design with the new compound. Yeah. Uh, but there's yeah. a new version of that, there, the, which I ha- the new version I haven't driven on. I really want to check it out. The new one looks exactly like a like a Dereza DZ2 or something, you know, it's pretty yeah. much the same. Um, yeah. But I haven't driven on those yet. Noye Classic says, your new job requires you to wear the clothing only available from an automotive manufacturer. Who are you wearing? Oh, I know what Art's wearing. Oh, what? no, that's not an automotive manufacturer. <laughs> Never mind. I thought sevens or whatever. Oh, my God. Eight J's official? J's. If you want to laugh, that's go not... to uh, the Ferrari, to go to Ferrari.com and look up apparel. And it, A, the amount of apparel and clothing and fashion they offer is staggering. They do, they make more on that than they do on their cars. That's what I hear. And the prices reflect what you just said. Mm. (laughs) It's crazy, Mm. crazy. Like, you know, $300 t shirt, I think, is the cheapest thing they sell. Wow. Uh, $1,000 hoodie. And it yeah, just says yeah, yeah, Ferrari yeah. on it. Everything's pretty annoying. But then Crazy. they get into weird, like high fashion stuff, like leather skirts and uh, funky parkas and stuff that no one would ever really wear. I dude, don't I want to. How much are the scarves, dude? <laughs> you can't afford that, dude. Talk about <laughs> know, splurging. Like, Talk about three thousand dollars scarf at <laughs> yeah. least, yeah, yeah. Um, dude. Um, if we well, include it, Porsche design, I would choose. That's Porsche. That's where I was gonna go because they Porsche make really nice shit. Actually, like good shit. <laughs> And Porsche yeah. owns Porsche design now, so I think I could probably sneak by. I think the problem there is that you get into these weird Euro fashions that 
is there an American manufacturer that we could get that's like actually good clothes, like wearable? Like what, Chevy? Dude, Porsche designs Rivian. Porsche designs really clean. It is clean, clean yeah. but it's still like kind of future man, like German style, isn't it? Like mm. weird uh, half turtlenecks and uh, uh, sunglasses that you can't even wear properly and uh, <laughs> properly. <laughs> <You have> to, <laughs> they're like they're multi piece, and you have to like uh, yeah, yeah. They look like a scales somehow. They did um, invent those I mean, like crazy. Glasses back in the day. It was always weird, but I haven't looked at their stuff lately, so I'm out of the loop. Do you want to wear? Do you? I mean, are you want to be Ferrari guy then? What are you up to? No, I was going to say BMW, but they're not any better. They're like kind of. It's just like the same. It's like dude that tucks in his t-shirt with his. You know, it's like Corvette guy. It's like tucked in turtleneck. Tucked in turtleneck. Turtleneck. Yeah, I need to see their current offerings. If I can go vintage, you know, it's like. The '90s BMW catalog. I would the white polo shirt. The white polo shirt and the like, the three quarters zip jacket. That's the Jeremy Clarkson making fun of the you yeah, know, exactly. BMW driver. Yeah. Um, I don't know because all the new mm. stuff I feel is so Euro that it's un just not my style at all. Well, there's also like I mean, um, like Alpha Tauri and stuff like that, right? Like, so does that count? Like, no, because those that's are actually not a fashion car brands, manufacturer. Right? I think that's you get an actual that. fashion brand, but that's going to be all like sponsors big. a race team. <laughs> Alpha Tauri? No, Alpha, just but, Alpha, but I mean, that's the Red Bull no. manufacturer. I mean, they manufacture the car, right? No, they don't. They are the sponsor. Oh, is they, are ju- they are strictly a clothing design company. They're uh, a clothing company that sponsors that the car. That they made up. But yeah. they made it up. Like, it's, well, it's well, a no. Red Bull brand no, that not, they made up. It's not Red... It's not. It's just Alpha Oh, I thought it was... I thought they made it up. I thought no. it was Alpha Tauri's a Red Bull brand for clothing. Uh, I don't believe so. I think it's just it's just straight up a, a clothing brand. No. Oh, shit. Okay. It's right? Like, no, it's it's Red Bull's well, brand. I don't That's think what so. I thought. I thought yeah, it was yeah, their clothing Tauri brand. is like Toro. I know. For Bull. Yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they I definitely are. The, they're definitely the title look sponsor, or they're the sponsor of the brand. I, I, you, if, I can't if that's true, my phone's I'll, look at, I'll look at it. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm just looking at But even that, I mean, it's it's a stretch, right? It's not the same, not what we're exactly no, we're talking it's about. it's not. I mean, because yeah. there is like... Um, There's still just a race team, right? Yeah. Uh, Italian Formula One racing team since 2020, owned by Australi- Austrian conglomerate Red Bull. Mm. So they're basically rebranded Toro Rosso to Alpha Tauri right. in order to promote Red Bull's the- Alpha Tauri fashion brand. Yeah. So it is. Okay. Red- so it is owned by them, but it's like, it is a straight up fashion brand. Right. It- it's that's who sponsors the car that's made by Red Bull for yeah, Alpha Tauri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a little like, um, very in the Because weeds. they're like high fashion. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> who wants that? Um, who wants yeah. I mean, there's a, like, Cause you think of any other brand like these days, like you, you walk into their showroom, they have that merch section. Like who's got stuff like Honda, Honda has some good stuff. They have some vintage stuff too. Oh, yeah. Honda's we saw, cool. like, oh you're right. Honda's the, pretty cool. Yeah. They like, yeah the, the, maybe they have more in Japan or something. I bet they do. All right. Honda. That's a good call. The Honda's pretty good. Yeah. They, they do have good shit. Toyota's the terrible. I'm just going all Tesla. <laughs> oh my Dude. gosh. Square pants. Pretty rad. Pretty rad. Yeah. SpongeBob Squares pushers. A little pocket for all your drugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, so cool, dude. <laughs> the Muska pocket. <laughs> Remember that? The shoe, the Chad Muska shoes. Yeah, totally. He had the little drug pocket. Yeah, bro. D. Weiss says, What do you do with a $20,000 repair estimate on a car that you owe $15,000 on? 
My wife's my wife's 2018 Cayman, 54,000 miles, shit the PDK on New Year's Day for oh. no reason. The most abuse it's seen is curb rashed rims, but it's convenient three months out of warranty now. What's your threshold to just give it up? I give it up so fast. Dang. Or just, you no. just pay the 15K off and sell it for scrap? Well, I mean, 20 grand, he's saying a brand new. So I'd get, probably do like how someone put a used transmission in it. Yeah. And then I'd sell the car. Yeah. You'd probably go to the best Porsche shop that can get an, an eBay transmission yeah. and install it for 10 grand and then sell the car. Yeah. Depending on what it's worth. I don't know what year the Cayman has. Still is 15K. 2018, it's a 20, right? 2018. Okay. So it's a, oh, so it's a, Oh, so it's pretty new. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you would have to fix it to sell it. I mean, obviously you're, yeah. because yeah, he, he owes th- 15 and if you fix it, you're going to probably recoup some, right? What is that thing worth? Like depending on spec. I don't know. PDK. Right? I don't know. Um, 54,000 miles. Yeah. Um, they're still pretty valuable. They're still, they're still bringing good money at auction. Um, but yeah, I think I would look, I would definitely explore an independent shop that could source a used transmission, a good used transmission, install it, and then run yeah and that is a great uh that's a great little tidbit of information for our listeners pdk craps the bed for no reason and it's a twenty thousand dollar estimate not great (laughs) not great at all um i'm sure there's also somebody out there that would rebuild it somehow maybe Right. I don't know. Like what broke, what failed? Is I it, don't know how that works. Is but it, we've had a we had a PDK shit the bed on a rally we were on once. Which car was that? Nine eleven, I think. It was a, a central or um yeah, Sierra rally. I forget which car it was. Interesting. Yeah, I mean I was expecting him to say it was the uh the transfer case issue that Art had mm. um in his Cayenne, um, which is very common. Yeah. Um the one on the rally I think had way higher miles, but Still, mm-hmm. like a hundred and something. I wonder if this failure is the same on a GTI with the uh, automatic DSG. Yeah, is that a similar system? Um, yeah, it's ex- similar, but I don't know. Probably not as expensive. I would, <laughs> I would guess, guess not. Yeah. yeah. All right, last question. Uh, Reg Tanj says, if you were to choose one of your podcast episodes to sum sum up what driving well awesome means to the car community, which one would it be? Jeez, this, we have over this, 800. This one. <laughs> it's, it's this one. <laughs> the latest and greatest. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to say. Um, you tell us, Reg Tanj. I always like saying that name. Reg Tanj? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, we're really doing it here, guys. Over an hour 20. Uh, trivia? Anything else to add? No, I didn't do anything this week. I know. I had a quiet week myself. It was kind of lousy weather at parts of it. But uh, I'm going to get out there a little bit more here in the new year, right? Got a morning motors, morning motors coming up uh, end of January. We'll yeah. have more information on that soon. Got to announce that. And then uh, if you want to send us mail, P.O. Box 5637, Santa Cruz, California, 95063. Anytime. Yeah. And also on Patreon slash driving well awesome we're posting questions from the podcast for you to answer so become a member five bucks a month gets you access to special events content like that and first crack at rallies so we would always appreciate new patrons but uh for now 
questions. No. Trivia. <laughs> Trivia. I was like, ciao. <laughs> well, for us. It's trivia time. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this news, but um, I was checking this out, and it's very unusual. Uh, Rimac. We all know Rimac. Rimac. Or Rimats. Rimac. Rimats. Yeah. <laughs> Rimats. Um, yeah, so Rimac, who's out of Croatia, uh-huh. uh, they own... They own Bugatti now, which is kind of sad, but uh, we'll see how that works out with their next car they're going to come out with. Um, they're experimenting with a new type of drivetrain, not electric. What is it? No electric component at all? No. Well, no. Let me take that back. It uh, It is like a generator. But what does it use to to make the uh, electricity? electricity? Uh, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys haven't read this because you would have got it right away. But um, well, yeah, we would have if we knew. If, if, we, you, if you guys knew the answer, <laughs> you would know this right away. <laughs> if you if you had seen this story yeah. and read the, the article, yeah, yeah, you yeah. might even know you what might it even was. Know what but actually, you're kind of dumb, and you uh, might have forgot true. it already, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. So I, I I don't know if this is related. I doubt it, but just given the brand. But I read somewhere that they were able to make fuel, uh, jet fuel out of human poop. Did you see that? <laughs> That's what I've been shitting in my gas tank for years. Yeah, there you go. That. I've seen you do um, that. You're pretty but, um, cool. Hmm. Limber. <laughs> How um, about water? Water. That's that's a good guess. That would have been my guess. But no, not water. It's a very strange thing. Do you have any guesses? No, I don't. Okay. Very strange. Um, they are calling it nanotubes. Nanotube powered drivetrain. So... This technology, it's experimenting with generates electricity by heating liquid fuels such as diesel, liquefied petroleum gas. It, I don't know what nanotubes means, but in simple terms, this system heats what's described as chemically different liquid fuels to generate the electricity needed to zap a motor into motion. They can use diesel, petroleum, uh, liquefied petroleum gas, and hydrogen. Early tests show nanotubes have an 80% operating efficiency. Uh, that's all I can tell you, really. There's more on the article. You can look it up. But nanotubes. Has anyone ever heard of this? this is the oh, so they're very, 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 very tiny tubes. Tiny tubes. <laughs> and also the fact that they're they're heating uh, fuel. It's we You combust fuel to make energy. Heating it to what point? Just what happens the heating to of it? it. Right, yeah. but then how do you heat it? If you when that cause a lot like of a bic lighter or something, <laughs> a little crack lighter. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Those Croatians, you know. No, I'm just yeah. kidding, guys. I don't know anything about Croatians. Don't hold it against what's me. What's his name? Matza. Me. Uh. What's his name? Matza. Matza. Meat. Shit. Oh, Ibiza. You thinking? No, Ramat. Ramats. 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 Uh. Remats. Mate. Mate Remats, yeah. Yeah. So they're working on nanotubes, guys. Just keep that in mind. Cool. He's a CEO of Bugatti? Sure. Yeah. Um, How many vehicles, cars, did Rolls-Royce deliver last year? 
Do they have? Let me ask okay. you something. Was it a record-breaking year? I can't answer that. Colon we all know the economy's in the tanks. Inflation's up. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The It's a tough time to time. be a car manufacturer. Jeep, Stellantis is pulling out of all the auto shows. They don't have enough money for auto shows anymore. Yeah, yeah. Chinese have money, though. Uh, maybe. Uh, I bet the... I bet their top seller was the Cullinan. Ooh. And that is that is true. Um, right I'm going to guess. Dude, I have no freaking clue, really. 15,000. Right. Yeah. What did you say? 15,000. They have like a few. How many models do they even have? Like four? Three. Four, three or four? Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of sub models, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah. Um, 12. 12, 12 total. <laughs> 12,000. 12, 12 total. It high. was the record year. Ooh. The most they've ever sold in oh, one it was year. Like 6,000. 6,032. Dang, 6,000. You should have gotten it. I was good. Gut, I was right on my second guess. You yeah. blew it. The most in its 119 year history. Yeah. Despite continuing economic uncertainties and market volatility, the company sold 6,032 cars. Because they have an SUV, dude. SUV well, helps, it's also, but still, the SUV is insane. It's $400,000. I know, but it's like well, That's exactly the point. Despite yeah. market volatility, know, like, it, I mean, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Affect, because it doesn't the, affect those people. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> affect the people that are buying those. Exactly. Yeah. To the <laughs> point that they sold the most ever in I a think year. They're that, just able to produce cars, too. Like, they haven't. You know, in the past, it's, they were more. But I bet in twenty two they could have sold six thousand if they had the owners mm. uh, lined up, right? The buyers. Maybe. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, Cullinans are so overpriced and expensive; it's insane. They're three seventy five. Base. Yeah, three seventy five, and the Ghost is three fifty, and then that doesn't include all the yeah. Extras. But most of these cars are going out the door for like five hundred, right. six hundred. That's 000. what I'm saying. And they sold yeah. six thousand. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Insane. Insane, insane. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, still... Are those things holding their value? Like uh, the Cullinans? Have you seen used ones? I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't been looking lately. I can't imagine, but uh, <laughs> I have been seeing uh, some account. It's just a, a dude on Instagram, but he's going through all the depreciation of like the high-end electric cars, like the Audi e-trons and the... Just like all those like niche, yeah, yeah. you know... Uh, seven series weird models and stuff, but dude, they, they plummet. I mean, mm, yeah, yeah. as we know, but we're talking like $60,000 in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Take hands are like pretty cheap. I mean, like it's crazy how yeah. much they've tanked, especially like the not like the, ba the more base models, like the four S yeah, or whatever. Base models you can get for like 65, 65, 70 now. EQSs and stuff like the top of the line EQSs are a hundred and, 75 grand or whatever uh new and now they're like you know 82 or something it's yeah. crazy yeah uh, i just yeah you hard to wrap your head around buying a new one especially electric like what are you really benefiting from by not getting a used one it's uh yeah it's crazy those are wearing so terribly too by the way i don't know if you've What's seen that? any like um used like very used Wait. eqs you just answered your question. Where, where it's just electric. It doesn't matter if you oh, get a used well, one because I'm, they're wearing so terribly. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like the, I saw a black EQE and that front end is all that piano black plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and it was dirty. It looked so horrible. Yeah, just I, I couldn't even believe it. And it's a brand new car essentially. And there was mm-hmm. another one today, an EQS. This old lady was driving, which I thought was hilarious. The alarm went off three times in the parking lot, like something she was hitting in a pocket. But uh, it just looked, it, they look horrible. They're yeah. so cheap. Uh, inexpensive looking. I think a lot of it is people don't want to buy used electric cars because it is a tech item. So it's like buying an, it's like buying an iPhone or whatever. What happens you when want to buy a used iPhone? But what if they're offering the same basic tech currently yeah. at, on the dealer lot new? But then you want to have the full warranty and stuff like that too. And then you want to be yeah. a, lot of, a lot of these cars are leased as a lot well. Of these are still under warranty. A That's lot of thing. them are leased cars too. So you just want to lease them because you don't yeah. want to deal. You want to be able to just to turn them back in. So they don't really care about depreciation. They I think, know I think exactly it's, how much they're losing. I think it's that though, is they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, really, they don't yeah. really care. They it's don't. just a, the money's yeah, whatever. But these, th- I think still think it's a deal. If you're looking at like a uh, take or an e-tron yeah. to get one, that's one year used and 20,000 oh, yeah, miles, sure. like for $60,000 yeah, off, right? Like, like yeah. it's ludicrous. Yeah. 6,000 yep. Rolls Royces. 6, and nanotubes, guys. It's coming. I'm, I'm waiting. Would, would, you, would you say it's Luda? Can you say that too? Ooh. Like, dude, that's Luda. That's or is Luda. that only apply to the dude? That's Lane's favorite uh, rap artist. Yeah, I don't think that's very... Uh, that's not very now, dude. That's not busting. That's 2000 and late. Yeah, dude. <laughs> exactly. Dang. All right, that's podcast. Later. See ya. Okay, bye.